we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? You got dressed I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin O'Keefe. How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. I'm here for more Housewives history, although I don't think we're doing Housewives history, really. It's a special edition of Housewives history this time. We are doing Vanderpump Rules season two because it was so heavily requested i think this is uh, like up there with new york three as the most requested thing we've gotten for one of these no and it is such a huge episode just in the bravo canon and we're using housewives history loosely because it does feature a housewives episode in a vanderpump rules episode yes and i mean lisa is a housewife technically so vanderpump is synonymous with the housewife brand and i and i Getting back to that episode within an episode, that crossover is that I think when people talk about the Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills relationship, they usually talk about that premiere where like people didn't know that a new show was starting. It was like yeah. Sheena walked off set, uh, off the episode of Beverly Hills and onto the episode of Vanderpump <laughs> Rules and people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that's often what people talk about. But to me, the consummate Bravo crossover, more than Summer House Vanderpump Rules, more than any of these, is Rich People Annoy Me. And I can't wait to dive very deep on that episode. Oh, we are going to dive so deep into everything from this season yes. because this gives me emotional PTSD for many reasons, but mostly the fact that they go and stay at the Bahia, Bahia in Cabo because that is also where I had my spring break many moons ago. <laughs> but as always, I'm going to pass the torch to our resident Housewives historian, Kevin O'Keefe, as he leads us through this Magical Journey of Vanderpump Rules, Season 2. Absolutely. Well, I want to sort of, in Housewives style, start with an in-media ray moment. Um, start, start in the middle and then go back. <laughs> uh, so, flash to episode eight of this season we have the girls getting ready for some sort of like garage sale type moment happening <laughs> it's never a hundred percent clear what exactly they're we don't doing. know what they're selling why they're selling it it's a lot of clothes on racks <laughs> um but uh stassi and christina kelly low-key true icon of vanderpump rules christina yes. kelly um and stassi schroeder her best friend are preparing for this with um with one Kristen Dowdy. And Stasi is still reeling from the night before in which their best friend, Katie Maloney, uh, got very drunk with her very orange hair. And <laughs> the first signs, I think, of Tequila Katie, like, well, not the first, first signs. But like but the darkest signs, One perhaps. of the darkest, yes. yes. We realized the path that she was on. Yes, yeah. And uh, during that uh, party, uh, Katie revealed quite a few things the most important of which was the revelation that apparently Kristen slept with Stasi's ex-boyfriend, Jax Taylor. And that is the crucial moment of this season because everything that happened before it was just prologue. We're going to get into it. We're going to go all over the prologue. But it's just setting you up for what I consider to be like if you look back at these early Vanderpump Rules seasons, I believe that each season is fundamentally about a rumor. So you have one thing that is is um, spouted off. Uh, Jax cheated on Stassi. Um, season three, it was, did Sandoval cheat on Ariana with Miami Girl? Miami Girl. Um, Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox, obviously. Um, 
you get one of those things. And what I love about the early seasons of Vanderpump Rules is they never actually showed you the footage to prove or disprove the rumor. The rumor. Yeah. And so it's sort of like you're you're figuring it out all along. It's sort of Bravo's biggest mystery show is actually like Vanderpump Rules. It's like the Vanderpump Rules who done it. Every yes. season. It's I know I used to love those like minute books. Did you ever like yeah. have those where it was like try to figure out the mystery? It's like one minute mysteries. Yeah. It's like an extended version of that for us. Well, yeah. I mean, and and we've we've talked about other seasons that I would consider mystery seasons on Housewives Herstory, most notably Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes. Season ten Brooks. when we didn't know if. Brooks Ayers had cancer, Vicki Gumbelson's ex-boyfriend, um, and Detective Megan King Edmonds <laughs> did everything in her power to dis- to prove. Quick question. Uh, Megan, Detective Megan King Edmonds or Detective Pikachu? Who do you choose? A team-up, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Talk would, about a crossover event for the century. Honestly, the fact that Bravo did not do... Because, you know, Bravo loves their... Uh, their Inner inner programming marketing at this point. <laughs> have you seen the hustle? <laughs> I have not yet, although I did see the drag queens promoting the hustle uh, <laughs> last week. Um, but no, uh, na- they should have done a bit where Megan King Edmonds teams up with Detective Pikachu to solve crimes, <laughs> and I'm sad that that didn't happen. But no, so so we get the sort of core mystery of this season, which is you think all along is it sort of like are Stassi and Jack's going to get back together, but Oh no, that's, that's pedestrian compared to and what we're getting. Did Ariana and Tom hook up or yeah. do they have a secret relationship? Right. Which you, I guess, yeah, that's the thing that you really think is the mystery. That's the red herring. But then, but then it hits you like a wallop. Um, but let's flash back for a moment. Let's yes, go back let's, to the beginning of the season. Let's go back. Back, back to, to the, the beginning. beginning. We don't have the rights. Um, so. <laughs> Do we ever have the rights? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we start in the premiere with uh, another of the Bravo crossover moments. Yes. We're at a party at Kyle Richards' house. Kyle identified as, Kyle identified as Kyle Richards, Lisa's friend. Um, which <laughs> which is not really true anymore. <laughs> she can't go by that moniker. Also, I don't really think it was true as of season four. Weren't they on the outs in season I four? I think they were on the outs and... Side note, this is for the Chamber of Commerce of Beverly Hills, and it's a filmed event. Like, how L.A. does that get? It's like, oh, our city council is going to be having a soiree. Where are the cameras? Yep, yep. But it is funny that this season takes place contemporaneously with what is widely considered one of the worst Beverly Hills seasons, or certainly one of the weirdest Beverly Hills seasons. Season four, I talk. I we're not doing Beverly Hills season four next. I really want to do a Beverly Hills season four podcast at some <laughs> point, just because I think it's a bad season, but I also think it's a bizarre season. It has two of the only one season housewives in Beverly Hills history with uh, Joyce Vanderhoven or Hoise. Hoise, yes, <laughs> Icon Hoise, and Carlton Gebbia. Um, well, the witch who I've seen yeah. like around Hermosa How Beach. Is she yes. appearing? No, she, smoke? she like literally just is like in doorways. I always see her in a doorway with like a younger man. Like she, okay. it's, I mean, she's doing it for herself. She's also always wasted. Well, bless. But that's what I want. more power to you, Carlton. Yep. I've always, I, the first time I saw her, I was like, that's Carlton. Like <laughs> way too loud. And then she, she did disappear. She, oh yeah, she did. In a puff of smoke. Um, I always say that Carlton is the housewife who parlayed one one season into the biggest thing because she's in the GUI video for <laughs> Lady Gaga, along with like Yolanda, the Richard sisters, uh, Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. It? It's like Carlton, Carlton Gebbie is there. Yeah. Poor Hoyce did not get that opportunity. I'm I'm shocked that Carlton got that opportunity. Like, that is so bizarre to me. Like, Gaga, I guess it was why? just who could show up that day, honestly. <laughs> 
It's truly that. Sadly, Jose did not make it. Jose she did get, not. Yeah. She couldn't get to the Japa in time. Well, we can, in fact, see Jose later this season yes. in Rich People Annoy Me, and we'll get back to there. But for now, we get uh, Brandy Glanville confronting Sheena. Because this was, in those early seasons, before Vanderpump Rules became like its own beast. Beast! Um, <laughs> that people followed. The the connection between Sheena Marie uh, Sheena Mache, now Sheena Marie again. Sheena um, Sheena Marie. Yeah. Uh, between her and um, Brandy Glanville, because Sheena had slept with Eddie Cibrian while she and while he and Brandy Glanville were still together. That connection was sort of like what fundamentally drove Vanderpump Rules and an audience to Vanderpump Rules. So like Brandy making fun of Sheena's fucked up teeth after the great tooth the great tooth like that was like supposed to be like oh my god this is the most seismic thing little did we know that like that would be the last thing we're thinking of by the who end of cares season. about brandy and sheena's like teeth issues yes because almost immediately we get into the actual vanderpump rules drama which is that saucy and sheena who had basically made up by the end of season one after hating each other all of the previous season um have once again returned to hating each other because Stassi did not go visit Sheena um, after her six and a half hour oral surgery. <laughs> she's like, she says like the line, she's like, you weren't dying. You were just at the dentist. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was a serious surgery, six and a half hours. And it's really funny because like at the end of, at the end of the whole like, season at the reunion she brings up the teeth again and she's like still so emotionally upset like these teeth are such a big deal to Sheena well and she also acts like the reason she and Stassi are not talking by the reunion is still about the teeth Teeth. when there's been like whole (laughs) there's like been 20 other things that have happened yeah it was it was uh she's truly the queen of petty and it's it's funny to see her be such a linchpin of the show because like now in modern Vanderpump rules Sheena is not connected to anybody else's drama. No, she she's has a, oh, Adam, her own she has thing. The Adam thing. Yeah. Well, and can I tell you, I've never laughed harder at anything than in the, in the Vanderpump Rules season seven finale when on two separate occasions, Kristen just quietly opened the penguin, <laughs> the penguin donation <laughs> sheet and just like looked at and then looked at <laughs> Sheena with the most pity I've ever seen in another human being's eyes. Like she, and, and, and did you, <laughs> did you let him know about the penguin? Did you tell him about the penguin? <laughs> <laughs> and then just cut to Lala, just like so confused about what's happening. That's the thing about Sheena now is she's just like a weird side hustle in the middle of all of these much bigger things of Vanderpump Rules. Back in the day, she was one of the stars. Oh, she was like in the drama. Like Sheena had her nose and everything, like Katie says later in the yep. season. But the Stassi Sheena drama was like really, I think, what kind of started the show because it was kind of like two girls who were trying to be like, I mean, Stassi was the queen bee and Sheena was supposed to be the one that was trying to like dethrone her and like start her own thing. And we see that kind of progress in the relationship through this season as well, because they're both working for divine. What is it? Divine or not divine or intervention? Addiction. Addiction. Honestly, that whole thing gave me Portia Williams season nine reunion saying, I come from the world of journalism. (laughs) (laughs) No, Stassi, but not Stassi. Sheena brings up the journalism things a lot. this season. She's ready. She's doing her hosting. She has her degree in broadcast. She's coming for Andy's job. Yep. The thing is, a lot of the early seasons of Vanderpump Rules have weird things that you forget now. Like, do you remember Vale from season yes. three? Vale Bloom. Somebody brought her up to me the other day, and I was like, oh, that's right. She was a whole recurring character. Yeah, she was like a main main cast member She wasn't. Season, she wasn't on, right? the, on, on the, the top, Bill. She wasn't. She didn't have a tray, but uh, she did 
recur heavily. She's effectively what Raquel was this True. season. Um, or Billy Lee. Uh. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, that's like all of these little like business ventures that they had going on very much aren't part of the show now. Now it's just all about Tom Tom or something you do on the side that you Next don't Next level basic. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um, a book, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're really at odds throughout the whole season. It, this is why I always do tell people that you don't really need to watch Vanderpump Rules season one, even though I think it's a nice origin story. Yeah. A lot of the story beats from season one actually get repeated in season two. I think Stasi and Sheen is a really good example of that because they start in the exact same place both times. They hate each other and they get to the exact same place at the end of the season. They love each other. And then by the reunion, they, they hate, hate each other. other. <laughs> uh, it follows the exact same, exact same three beats. Um, but there's a lot of that this season. And, and I think it sort of, I, it's funny because like I never think about Vanderpump Rules and think about Jackson and Stassi being together. So even the flashes we get in the in this season of like them, them like kissing flirting and flirting, and, yeah. I'm like, what? No, this isn't. This, no. See, I'm. I think I'm different from you, and that is where I always see them together. Like I really see, and I think it's because when this show was airing, I was going through a very similar like situation right. like relationship so i was projecting right. a lot of myself into stassi okay being like i get it i understand where she's coming from like i see this and so i was like my history was real so their history is real so i think i like kind of connected in that way but like i only am like stassi and jacks were like my favorite couple at one point like up there with miss oh, piggy wow. and Kermit <laughs> the frog like top couples of all time wow yeah, i was like top relationship courtney and scott used to be up there I have a really messed up. I was going to say, I think we're getting at a lot of deeper issues here is what we're doing. Housewife Sorcery just becomes Housewife Therapy. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so I much more identify with the Stasi. We get a few episodes in on the Pride float this season because, of course, there's a Pride episode. Uh, this there's season. always a Pride episode. There's always a Pride I episode. I already have my reservations for Pump for I bet you Sunday. do. I bet you do. And then I'll be moving on over to Sir and then maybe Tom Tom for dinner. I love that. I love that you're just really hitting up all the non-gay bars in in uh, as Hollywood know, for Pride. You know me. I th- that's Saturday. Sunday's my Vanderpump day. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um but yeah, so uh by the time they're at Pride, uh Stasi has completely lost faith in Jax. They like go to a dinner where I think Jax is it, Jax's plan is to sort of like sweep Stasi back off her feet and Stasi's just not like she just doesn't engage with the situation in the slightest oh 100 he's like this is a date and she's just like no this is not a date and and he really tried on their trip to lake arrowhead together to redeem himself with his family with her family um with her little brother i adore that little brother so nikolai he's the best he's literally the cutest thing he's like i hate you butthead like <laughs> he's like the way you can get stasis you have to be nice to her and not be drunk and stupid and then like Nikolai has better judgment than 95% of the Vanderpump Rules cast. No, Nikolai could literally give them a schooling and they would be changed. Like they should do charm school with like Nikolai yes. as the Monique with T. the Vanderpump Rules cast. Do you remember when he was in, I think the season five reunion? And yeah, he, he, just, came he just came in and read them all for fucking <laughs> filth. I love that. Like, oh, who's this like 10 year old? That's just like to saying what he needs to say. Um, but like, no, but Jax is really gunning for Stassi because like he even gets his, like her name, her signature tattooed on the inside of his Which arm. Is so batshit. It's literally, I would first of all, never get anyone I'm dating or even like married to because that's just too much for me tattooed. I don't do needles, but like regardless, an ex's name. 
Mm. Someone you're not like currently dating. Well, and it's such a like, it's funny that Stassi is as okay with it as she is. Oh, she is, loves it. Honestly. Well, she's a narcissist, so yeah. Um, you wouldn't love it if like an ex like got your name tattooed and you're no, just like, No, I oh, would you still file for a restraining order. 100%. <laughs> wow, we are very different. This is the thing, though, and I think we're going to arrive at this really quickly. I am an Ariana. I think all of these people are batshit insane, and I'm only indulging this because my boy or the boy I want to be with is dealing with it. You signed up for you auditioned hard for this you signed up for this this is your life and then we will be best friends by the by season seven by but season se- it takes but us a long time to get there i mean we it took us some time for us to really it truly, did. It truly did yeah yeah because i mean i we were very different but hey look how we turned out now that's 100 percent true that's 100 percent true but yeah so um the jackson saucy storyline very much takes up a lot of the early part of the season. Um, we get a little bit of Stassi Sheena. We get a little bit of Sheena working on her music, which we'll talk about my favorite song in maybe the Bravo canon uh, in part three. Oh my gosh, it is a hit. Per- for her performance, but it is iconic. Um, we won't say the name, but you know what it is. You know what it is. But we get we get her other song. What is the other song called? Like Party All the Time or something? Yeah, no, I think it's... I want to be bad. No, that's a little forward. That's, so that's like a real song. Okay, I want to be bad is honestly Bop of All Bobs. But Willa Ford was like an icon. Like the only reason she didn't, uh, she didn't have a number one album is because of nine eleven. That is true. You know, she was also supposed to be on Beverly Hills Housewives. It was like rumored that her she was and testing. Holly Combs, yeah, yeah, which would they, have been fantastic. Well, except then they didn't went with Teddy Mellencamp instead, which obviously was a snooze last season. But this season has paid off in uh, great choice in space. Um, um, knocking off of Teddy, it's very weird to me that they're like she like hangs out with the cast because she's literally younger than Jax. I know, isn't I that, that insane? All the time. Well, and also like the thing about Vanderpump Rules, and we were talking a little bit before we got on tape about how. Andy Cohen sort of treats the Vanderpump Rules kids like they're his kids. Like, he's yeah. sort of annoyed with them. Um, but humors them. Like, the show wants you to think these people are, like, all, like, sexy 20-somethings. And Kristen and Jax are old. Like, they're, like, 40. Well, Jax is 40, or almost 40. And Kristen's in her mid-30s. Not old in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't think a person in their mid-30s is old by any measure. I'm closer to 30 than I am 20. But they're not but, 20. Right. The, it, the show depicts them as something that they're not. It's very bizarre. It's Lisa. Um, I think the song is better without you. Is the Sheena song? Sheena song. Yes. Thank you to producer uh, Armin for getting that to us. Oh, he's um, always good about that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we get a little bit of Sheena. We get a little bit of. We get a lot of Saucy and Jax. Um, Jax ultimately decides what when he decides he's over it is because he has a cancer scare, um, which is oh actually gosh. just a sort of welt he got from. Overusing it, supplements? Yeah, he got like a cyst because you can get like masses right. of like whatever, like if you were doing too much protein or creatine or whatever, like you, you're adding extra shit into your body that it it's foreign. Right. So he had this cancer scare. So maybe the nicest thing Stassi does all season is that she goes into his apartment and dumps out all yes. of the supplement stuff because he ne- clearly needed an intervention. There's so much shit in there. Yeah. It was like, I, how many things was he, he did like four drinks a day and he had like all these different powders. It was insane. No but wonder like, he was so, because you remember like, the I think Jacks, he was also on steroids. Well, yeah. You remember the Jacks who showed up in, at, like one of Lisa Vanderpump's uh, parties as a bartender in like season two is like this twinky little thing. And then by the time we re- meet him here and it gets worse over time, he's so overbulked. Like it oh, looks he, awful. I mean, now 
I think he's probably back on steroids because when you when you get off of it, you gain that weight. Like right. it turns like your muscle turns to fat. Right. Like it's a quick. But now he's looking fit again, so I don't know. Or maybe he's just legitimately lost the weight. I like to I'd like to think and hope that he's just legitimately lost some weight. But I mean, we know about those uppers, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Me, I'm always like things I shouldn't say that I say. <laughs> um. So yeah, so it's a lot of so Jax finally decides he's done with Stassi when yeah. uh, she tries to help him, you know, with a health concern. Um, he's maybe a little brusque about it, but that's Stassi. Like if he really wanted Stassi, that's what he would want in Stassi, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Jax ever really wanted Stassi. Jax likes the idea of Stassi. Well, and that's what's brought up in the reunion is that essentially. Jax only thinks about himself. He lost Stassi, so he feels like he needs to get back Stassi for his own like sense of worth or pride or whatever. Um, and and spoiler alert, that doesn't work out. And so he instead decides to just hook up with the ballerina tw- girl. Yeah, twenty one year old, uh, which pisses Stassi off to no end, which leads to a fight on a pride float. Well, she was justified because. I would be pissed off too if it's like we're gonna have respect for each other. We're no longer like dating. We're exes. Right. We work in the same place. We are are on the same fr- float. We're a team, obviously. Like I don't want to hear about your hookup from like the night before with some like twenty one year old that you like found off the street. That's that's embarrassing and like annoying. I think that's right. I think there's a lot of genuine disrespect for exes this season. Yes. And. and I think that some of that is justified and some of it is just petty and some of it is not. Um, This sort of is a nice segue into another major plot from the early season, which is um, the fact that Tom Sandoval, um, angry nugget that he is, uh, decides uh, to hook up with a cocktail waitress in, was it Miami? In Vegas. Vegas. Okay. I never remember where his different misdeeds have gone down. Um, And it was, I... I think it was more than one we find out at the reunion that mm-hmm. there was like a few he had a rampage he yes. said right so he um so this has come out in between seasons one and season two and Kristen's response to this is to basically wall herself off from sandoval she doesn't like physical affection they don't really have sex anymore it seemed like they were maybe not really having sex beforehand i thought this was interesting to hear about in light of the conversation about ariana and sandoval's sex life in season six and how he, that was such a complaint for him at, at virtually the exact same time in their relationship ariana and tom's relationship as it was in Kristen, Kristen and tom's, tom's relationship. relationship it feels like he does not like the idea of sexual relations slowing down in any shape or form. And it's like, sometimes you're tired. Yeah. Sometimes you just need like a break. Like sometimes you're bored. Out. Sometimes you're bored of, of your little angry nugget penis. Like, you know, that's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Sandoval, you know, he's got that fire in him. He just needs to let it out sometimes. <sighs> it's never going to go anywhere. He, he does one of two things. He either has sex or he yells at people at, Vanderbilt Rules reunions. I love Tam Tam Sandoval. Um, I love Tom Sandoval so I, much. He is. Are my, you kidding me? He is my least favorite on the show by a country okay. mile. First of all, he is a sweetheart. Second of all, he is such a good man. First of third, all, third, he's gorgeous. Okay, taking the third part first. He is not gorgeous. He's put together well and has an angry little face. Second, I'm in shock right now. Second, I think Tom Sandoval is like the sexiest. Second of all, he is an apologist for shitty men as he was for Jeremy Maddox in season six, where he literally went and intimidated the girls True. from talking yeah, about 
Like, and that's not a one-sided thing. Like the way he forgives Jax constantly for awful behavior while castigating women for doing the same thing. What you see in this reunion where like, yeah, he's angry with Jax, but he also just rails on Stassi. He does at the no end for no reason. Yeah, like, that is true. He has anger issues and they are almost exclusively at women. See, I never, I didn't notice that really until you said it. And now that I'm like looking at it as a bigger picture, you're a hundred percent right. Because like, look at again in this past season reunion, like James, somebody, all of his friends hate, he feels this pathological need to defend. Meanwhile, all those women say anything against him and he screams at them on yeah. like poor Brittany has yeah, gotten the brunt of that. Destroyed. Like yeah. Brittany, who everybody agrees over and over again is the shining light, the sweetest dove, everything, gets screamed at by Sandoval for saying shit about James and Raquel. Oh fucking Raquel. Oh, I hate Raquel so much. Um, I could go on for on Raquel for days, but that's neither here nor now. Yeah, we're, we're, we're jumping around. Two. But yeah, so so uh Sandoval has cheated. Kristen has gotten really walled off. Sandoval's pissed about that. Um, and it's just, there's a clear discomfort in their relationship. I think on its own, I don't know if these two would have ever broken up. I think they would have just sort of stayed in a destructive cycle for ever and ever, basically. I 100% agree. I don't think, because you can even learn from Kristen in the newer seasons. She is so afraid to be out of a relationship because she feels like she needs to be in one right? because she's getting older and like she needs to have a family and all this stuff. And Which she's willing to be. Which is a real issue. Yeah. It's a real thing, but she will sacrifice her own happiness to stay in a relationship, which I think is bizarre. Well, I, I mean, I'm always glad when like she does finally break up with a guy. Like when, when it found, when we found out that she and Carter are no longer together in this yeah. reunion, I was like, thank God. This is the worst. Oh, he is the worst. And what's so sad is I feel like we were sold a bill of goods with him. Like I feel for the past two seasons, like we got this idea of Carter as like this really good, yeah, sweet he was a great guy. guy. And then it was like, it was like they took off the mask and was like, nope. Well, he's a shitty person. Yeah. We can only have one good guy on Vanderpump Rules at any given time and it has to be Bo right now. Oh, I love Bo. He's the best we have. I think Bo is like, ugh. He's he's the shining light. He's the new Britney. He's the boy Britney. Oh, I love that. And I love that Jax and Stassi who were like together and then they were like the heads. They found the shining lights that have brought the light into the cast. They did. Two monsters really found, the two beasts really found their beauties. I love that. Yeah. It's such like a fairy tale. Yeah. Who knew VPR would be such a fairy tale story? <laughs> but yeah, so so getting back to this season. Speaking of nightmares, yeah. uh, let's go back to season two. Um, so as I said, I think they would have stuck in that pattern basically endlessly yeah but there is an interruption and we meet her in but we see her actually a little bit earlier but we meet her formally in episode four her name is ariana maddox she is it's so funny to see ariana presented the way ariana is presented is this like blonde sex kitten who like has a dry sense of humor and a (laughs) lot of sass like knowing ariana now that she's just like this cool like cool girl like cool girl like yeah she's just like a lovely human being but like she's so presented as like the temptress yeah (laughs) in her introduction um and she she and tom have what i would describe as an unhealthy friendship for a man in a relationship. Yeah. It's like the work wife. That's like a little bit too much. Like it's like, maybe, maybe this is getting a little bit too close for comfort. Right. And we are told throughout most of the early part of the season that they did the rumors that they hooked up are completely unfounded. Mm -hmm. Um, Kristen, tries to be chill about this at first tries to pretend that she's okay with ariana working at sir because that's ariana's introduction is that she's brought over from villa blanca to sir and she's sheena's best friend right because that's the first time we see her is at that bachelor or the the um 
It's the they're having like the uh, drinks. Birthday. Yes, the birthday oh the birthday party. party. Yeah, yeah, True. Sheena's for, for Pandora and Sheena. Sheena. Yes. Yeah. Um, we see a flash of Arya, and she's sitting next to Stassi, which I just think is the funniest thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, look where you guys will be in five years. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so she's sitting next to Stassi, and we get a flash of her, but it's not until she literally gets like a Sonia Morgan coming into. Uh, New York season three, halfway through, she gets like a full introduction package basically when she finally does show up. But I think that's important because I she becomes one of the most central characters in this entire season, and mm-hmm. it it honestly wouldn't have happened if Kristen wasn't so insecure about her relationships, which we find out were for a completely different reason. Right, right. So getting back to Pride, there's a part where so Kristen has been asked to basically man the fort back at Sir, yeah, which is hilarious to me that somebody would trust Kristen out of all the people like why would you put Kristen in charge she's the most hot-headed person yep put her on a freaking float let her just go sit in the sun yep yep no it was it was very wild um you know what's funny jumping off this for one second it was funny to see the episode where um Lisa brings in the test uh, diner. The, oh, that like the, judges well, them. Yeah. The, the fake diner yeah. or whatever. I think it's funny that the one who gets the best reviews is Stassi. Right? Because like, I think we're sort of sold throughout early Vanderpump Rules of this idea that like Stassi's sort of the, you know, if she really applied herself, she would be better. Like, she's not the golden child, but she's like not hated. Um, but actually, she's just natural. She's just naturally very good at what she does because she's organized she's thoughtful she's i mean efficient. i mean you see stassi now and you see like she's brilliant she went to lmu she's a fellow lion just oh, like yeah. us Go so i mean i might be a little bit biased but i was actually shocked that like sheena got destroyed but sheena just is trying to get caught up in everyone else's shit that she just forgot to do her own job right and i actually really liked that moment because a lot of the early part of the season lisa vanderpump treats sheena like she's a second child a second daughter that blows my mind because she's like getting her dresses with pandora she's like but don't tell the other girls like i don't want them to get jealous but do you remember what was happening on beverly hills around this time she was trying lisa was trying to drive brandy insane Oh, so that's why is because she was trying to, you know, butter up Sheena because Sheena had the relationship with Eddie. I fundamentally believe if you're going to understand Lisa Vanderpump's arc, and obviously there's a lot of necessity of understanding Lisa Vanderpump's arc right now, you have to watch both Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Vanderpump Rules because a lot of her behavior in one affects the other and vice versa. See, I've never watched it like side by side and I feel like I want to do that now because I feel like you're right. Maybe a lot of her motivations in each different show are pushed by things from the opposite show. Well, I think a lot of why she was so stressed this season on Beverly Hills was she just opened Tom Tom and like was like that was work to help get her through what was happening with her brother's death and then the second she didn't have that anymore she was just like well what do i do so she probably just got bored and decided to manipulate some drama like and then it was like boom that really shot up in your face right right right. um and the other women used it as uh as a bludgeoning uh device yeah um who that is do you think she's gonna show up to the reunion i ask mm -hmm. everyone this you think so i do um i think i think it's i think it's more of a loss for her if she doesn't show up because Bravo's treatment of her all season has been pretty fair. And I think that she's, she's never going to get a fair trial than she will at that reunion. She may yeah. have to deal with the women yelling at her, but I think Andy will in a similar way to how Andy ran defense for Bethany mm. in the season 10 reunion. I think 
Andy will run defense for LVP in the season nine reunion. Interesting. So yeah. Anyway, but back keep, to VPR. We keep jumping off. Of, We're but like, yeah. there's so many things we need yeah. to talk about. When, but yeah. So um, Ariana gets brought over because she's Sheena's best friend, and, and also, she's like the best bartender at Villa Blanca. Right. And also clearly seems to immediately become the best bartender at. I mean, Sir. I think Ariana's great at everything she does. She's like beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. Like yeah. she's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the t- the two of them, Kristen and Ariana, have a showdown during Pride, mm-hmm. where Kristen comes up and is basically like, "I just have to ask, did you make out with my boyfriend? Did you hook up with him? Did you have sex with him? I just need to know. I just need you to tell me my face." And Ariana says flatly, "No." Yeah. Well, that wasn't entirely the truth. Or what? What, what is Meryl Streep saying? The Big Little Lies, season two. Oh, you left some things out, didn't you? <laughs> that's that's it. You like being Meryl Streep to Ariana being like, you left some things out, didn't yeah. you? Oh, but you left that out too. So we can I say what we find out later in the season? I don't or? see why not. So Tom and Ariana did hook up, but it wasn't as big of a hookup as Chris was making it out to be. Right. It was literally a kiss in the pool at the Golden Nugget, which honestly brings an iconic line at the end of the season when she's like, Slice is like, ew, the golden nugget. That's a new low. That's a new low. That's an all-time low. low. And and then Sandoval's like, I love the golden nugget. That place is awesome. See, that's why Sandoval defends the golden nugget. God bless him. Um, I mean, the golden nugget's not bad. I've been a few times. Well, you're the Sandoval here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I actually really do want to get in, maybe in part three, into the relationship between Sandoval and Stassi because I actually think theirs is one of the most fascinating dynamics, not just this season, but all of, of all time. Cause it, cause I think these are the two in the group who are the least friends. Like, oh, I don't 100%. think, I don't think anything besides mutual friends bonds them. And this is probably the season where we see the two of them interact the most and we get sort of different flavors of it. Um, but we, yeah, we'll get, we'll get further into that in part three, uh, jumping back to, to the, before the revelation, I feel like that's basically the big things, right? Like, Jax and Stasi are at a total impasse. They're not interested in each other anymore, or or so we were told. Yeah. Um, Kristen has confronted Ariana. Ariana says, no, nothing happened. Kristen does not exactly take that to be the truth. No, she does not believe it at all. Right, and, and harangues Sandoval constantly, once to the point of tears on Sandoval's part, while they were like at lunch with the crew, which was very awkward, um, about whether or not Sandoval slept with... Ariana and we have Sheena as sort of like this golden child who's maybe falling a little bit out of favor over time it's she keeps bringing in new maladies from her eyes to her leg she can't walk she, yeah she's got like 12 different like sicknesses and she's always calling out right I died at the glasses thing where she's like nothing is wrong with her eye at all yeah, absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not um but the the people we haven't talked about so far are Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz. Yes. And that's because they really don't factor in to the first half of the season much. They, they appear here and there, but basically they're the side. They're very much the side characters until the party we were talking about at the very beginning where Katie gets tequila, Katie drunk and gets very upset that Schwartz has decided to defend 
Sheena. Because at this point, Kristen and Katie are very anti-Sheena. Stassi's actually started... She's like friends with Sheena like now again. And like she's... They, they had bond- a conversation, had a dinner or something. They bonded over journalism. Yeah. You know, both of them are like writers and they both work for the Divine Addiction. Yep. You know, Stassi hasn't had an article come out in like four months because she can't figure out who... They, her and Pandora can't come to a consensus of who is iconic, like who the icon is that they're supposed to write about, which I find very telling because I feel like Pandora would be like, you know, I want to do Taylor Swift and Saucy would be like, no, it's Rihanna. Like, I yes. feel like that's like where the impasse was. Except I also think Saucy loves Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think no, it's true. more, it's more like Saucy would say Taylor Swift and Pandora would say like Kate Middleton. Oh my God. That is that. That's it. That's yeah. it right there. Yeah. But yeah, so, so we're at this party. Katie is belligerent and upset. Um, because all because Sheena danced on gave uh, Peter Pe- Lap. Peter Madrigal. Oh God, bless Peter Madrigal. Peter Madrigal is kind of a mess all this season. I love him, and I he get him. the best part though is when he gets naked at the the. Well, that's photo that's shoot. what I was gonna we'll, say. We'll, we'll get into we'll that. Get into but, that. But yeah, uh, he's sort of uh, he's sort of messy. So he get so she gets a lap. She gives him a lap dance. She uh, Katie is very upset about this. Um, Schwartz defends. Uh, Schwartz defends Sheena. Mm-hmm. Katie says, my boyfriend is defending <laughs> that whore in there. <laughs> uh, is this where the drink, get, this is where the drink gets poured or is that in Mexico? No, that's in Mexico. Okay, all right, that's all right. after the fight in Mexico. All right. So there's two big tequila Katie. Yes. But yeah, so this is the first one. And among other revelations, we find out that apparently Jax and Kristen slept together. And at, then the next morning at that vague garage, garage sale, sale, um, Katie walks up after this revelation has been spilled. Kristen has sworn on every single member of her family, several Vanderpump Rules viewers, Hoise, yeah. anybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, anybody in the her left in the, shoe, yeah. like anything that she can swear on, she's sweared. Yeah, she says, "No offense to Saucy, but she would never sleep with Jax. That's gross." Chris, Katie walks up and just immediately falls apart. <laughs> I hate me more than you can hate me, more than you, you hate me, more than you're gonna hate me. Yeah. And, and poor Christina. <laughs> Christina didn't deserve it. Christina Kelly's like, who's this drunk bitch still? Like, still drunk from the night before, crying, yelling at me. Yep. But Stassi does wind up taking Christ- Katie to the side. Yeah. And admits that she actually believes Katie is telling the truth. For the reason that Kristen is so calm about the story. Yep. And that sounds insane, but it takes us into the second half of this season. I mean, getting ready for what happens after this, like, bomb has been dropped. That isn't even, like, a huge bomb because it was just kind of, like, it's a rumor that just, you know, was said amongst friends. But it could be true, could not be true. But we come to find out that it holds a lot more truth than we could even imagine. And it really just turns the season on its head. So we are going to be diving deep into that in our next part of our housewives history. But even more importantly, we'll be diving even deeper into what I think is the single most important episode in any Bravo show. Rich people annoy me. So if you guys want to make sure you catch that, make sure you're subscribed on wherever you're listening. You're subscribed. Subscribed. Subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play music, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you guys are following us on social by searching Hot and Bravo, H O T and B R A V O D. Kevin, how can people find you? You can find me at Kevin P O'Keefe, Kevin P O K E E F F E on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada, and we will see you guys for part two. And I would maybe recommend even 
if you have time in between part one and part two, maybe go to Hulu if you have it and yes. watch Rich People Annoy Me, if nothing else. Because I think this is the deepest we're going to get on any individual episode in any Housewives history show. It is incredible. Watch it. Take the time. Come back. Part two is coming at you soon.